Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, here we go, everybody. Welcome to the Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is Thursday, the second day of June 2022. My name is Nick. Hey, look, everybody. There's Big J. Here I am. We are ready to go for a Thursday, at least by all accounts. We got ourselves some fun to be had today. A nerd alert will be given to you. We're going to try to give away money. We have uh, swung and missed each day this week so far on the big show, but that doesn't mean today is going to be another day like that. Yeah, that's the spirit. (laughs) 7.30, the X-Rock Double Dare, a chance to win up to $200. Uh, Of course, once again, my, my only, I guess my only advice would be I feel like if these categories are something that you're familiar with, that it becomes somewhat easier to you. If you come in flying blind, it's going to be really hard because these questions are about specific things. But I know you you guys are faced with the battle with, okay, do I call in and not hear the category and try to get through? Or do I wait to hear the category and then try to battle the phone lines? Yeah, we don't make it easy for people. No. Unfortunately, it's an accident, but... But, I mean, listen, every time we get somebody through, you know, so far, y'all have a puncher's chance. But, and it's also, clue clues are always in the question, generally. Yeah, the mission is a man. There's clues in the questions. It all makes sense, if you think about it. So, we want you to make sure that you do that. We're trying, at least on a somewhat consistent basis, to give you the category a good 15 minutes before we play it. At the tail end of important stuff in the 7 o'clock hour. If you haven't picked up that hit yet, maybe you should. And that kind of gives you a little bit of a head start. So that you can know, well, yeah, this is a category that I think I could excel at. Or you say to yourself, oh boy, maybe I should try tomorrow. I don't know anything about Big J's respiratory system. I probably should wait until the next day. Not to say that's the actual category today. You'll have to tune in later to find out. Yeah, it took me a while to research that one. But... I want to make sure that you guys know that that's coming, because maybe that'll help you. We still have a couple weeks of this thing to give away some cash. Still a chance for you to do so. Three times a day, there's lots of chances for you to win some money coming up still. So, as they say in Galaxy Quest, Big J, never give up. Never surrender. Never surrender. So, we'll see how it all comes together. On top of that, we also have some tickets. Hey, Slipknot's coming to town in a couple weeks, too, bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, NotFest Roadshow tickets will be given away today, plus additional fun and excitement. That's the Wait, plan. Wait, you forget the big part of that. What's that? That everybody gets qualified for, uh, we have three pairs of awesome VIP tickets. It might mean awesome. I mean, I God, it would be great. Yeah, Very they're cool. calling it the, uh, the Chapeltown Rag vip experience and there's so many cool behind the scenes things that go into this thing that you're definitely going to want to win tickets i'll put it that way so that you can qualify for this vip experience you're right my apologies BJ. we should get started by playing some music let's start with a uh, family comedy film director rob zombie this morning here on the morning after with nick and big j on the x rocks stuff hey, what's going on in the news today on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Calendar says we got about two and a half weeks before summer officially starts, Big J, but we all know the unofficial start of summer is right around Memorial Day. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Uh, it's about usually, anyway, the time of year where things start to warm up, but it also, at least according to AAA Idaho, is the beginning of the most dangerous driving season of the year. You've heard the phrase before. It's something that they are trying to bring as much attention to as possible. It's that time period between Memorial Day and Labor Day titled the 100 Deadliest Days. They're airing commercials about it. They're talking about it. They're trying to increase awareness about it because Idaho specifically has got a real problem with this particular time of year. Uh, We are ranked sixth in the nation in the last year for the most teen driver-related deaths per capita in the United States of America during this time. 40% of deaths in vehicles happen during these 100 days in this state of Idaho. 
In total, 26 people died last year in vehicular accidents. 11 of them died during the 100 deadliest days in teen crashes. So they're trying to bring awareness, especially to parents and younger drivers that, hey, I know the sun is out. I know the windows are down. I know you want to hang out and drive and have a good time. Please, please be careful. Now, one thing that they're also trying to bring awareness to is maybe it's time for a little bit of change around the state of Idaho. We know how much we like that around here. But we're, we're only trailing Mississippi, Montana, New Mexico, Arkansas, and South Carolina uh, in teen deaths around this particular time when driving a vehicle. And one thing that all these states have in common is they're one of the extremely few in the state, in the nation, I should say, that allow teen drivers to get a license without taking any kind of classes. In Idaho, if you're 17, you can skip driver's ed. You don't have to take driver's ed at all. You can just go on and take a license. And while that may be fine for some people, what they're finding is, for majority of them, it's not really good. Yeah, what a terrible idea. So they're thinking, hey, maybe, you know, like a lot of states, we should require people to know what they're doing before they get behind the wheel of a car, not just, you know, hit a milestone in age. But there's no legislation that has made its way yet to make that change, but... It is one of the many things that AAA Idaho is trying to at least bring a little bit more awareness to. Go, hey, listen, you know, make sure that they at least attempt to take driver's ed and we help these kids out a little bit so that they can be as safe as possible on the roads. Because, you know, with more people moving to Idaho, you have to be more aware and pay more attention. Just the way that it has to be. Rangers beat the Lightning 6-2 in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals last night in New York. Congratulations to the Rangers. Game two is Friday night. Also in New York, the NBA playoffs are going to, excuse me, the NBA finals are going to tip off tonight. Celtics Warriors will face off in game one. Uh, it starts in San Francisco around 7 o'clock our time. Boston making its first appearance in the finals since 2010. Golden State's in the finals for the sixth time in the last eight years. They, of course, won in 15, 17, and 18. So, uh, believe it or not, Big J, the Celtics are the favorite in this particular thing. Do you have yeah, any, I saw that. Uh, do you have any predictions about how this goes? As somebody that uh, even, I think, casually seems to be like a heavy amount of time that you spend with the NBA. But do you have an idea as how this is going to go? Uh, yeah, I don't know because, you know, I guess – you know, you had been mentioning it too that the Celtics' defense is, is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but but in, you know, like we said, it, it, it's been crazy. I mean, we haven't seen good games uh, this entire time. I'm going to go with Warriors and six. I like that prediction. I I, I know that the Celtics are favored. I just feel like. Golden State's shooting is going to be the key to them uh, taking it to the next level. Once again, we'll see if we're wrong. But uh, again, please don't have us be authorities in any way, shape, or form. Big J, are you ready for the Owen Wilson renaissance? Because oh, uh, there's a no renaissance happening? Yeah, I mean, he kind of disappeared for a while, and then Loki helped kind of put him back on the front burner. And now he is signed up to be a part of the Paramount Plus movie Secret Headquarters. It's about a group of school children who discover the headquarters of a superhero and are forced to defend it from a crew of villains, Big J. Would you like Owen Wilson to play a superhero? Yeah. Good. Well, it's happening. I don't think it's a superhero you ever heard of. It's not like a license from Marvel or DC or anything like that. But he's making his return to what appears like family-friendly comedy, a la Drillbit Taylor, Big J. You remember that film? Drillbit Taylor? No, no. (laughs) Where he helped out a bunch of kids? I don't remember that. All right. Uh, we had one of the stars of Joba Taylor on the show because he also was in the Goldbergs, if you remember that. Either way, uh, Owen Wilson will be headed to a streamer once again near you. He, of course, was in the Peacock movie uh, Marry Me with uh, Jennifer Lopez. That did really well as well, which is probably why he helped sign on to this Paramount Plus project. But Owen Wilson and his nose aren't going anywhere. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, I think you would describe yourself as at least somewhat familiar in the world of grocery shopping. Agree or disagree? Oh, yeah. Uh, how often do you use the self-checkout option at a grocery store near you? Do you prefer it to the uh, human checker? Do you prefer the human checker to it? Um, for me, it depends on what I have. If I've got a bunch of vegetables and things that you got to put in a code, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Of course, of course. So uh, that's usually the determining factor. Or if I've got like more than 10 items, for example, then, yeah. I, then I'll skip the self-checkout. That's that's the interesting thing to me. So if you have a bunch of stuff, you'd much rather load it out. Is there a particular reason why? I just don't want to have to do with all that. I'll let them do that. Do what, though? Scan it Scan. and then bag okay. it and okay. all that. All right. Well, I guess maybe that's where where I I have the difference. Is I I enjoy the self checkout thing mostly because uh, it you is don't like the, talking to people. Well, it's not. It has nothing to do with people. It has everything to do with it's the path of least resistance. 
it has everything to do with the fact that uh, that I don't have to wait in line usually to use it. Because that I, is much more of an egregious waste of time to me than anything else. Is I have to wait behind three other people with carts loaded to the gills as they wait for the human checker when I can go right into something that I could do myself. Now, I understand what you're saying. I'm absolutely the same boat with you if I have a bunch of vegetables where I have gone to the produce section and I have to find codes and look things up. Nope, that's uh, I, I won't do that. But uh, I don't care how many items I have. If I don't have to look up more than three items, I'm going to the self-checkout all the time. Now, the other side to this coin is I... I also probably am a little bit uh, more organized than most people like to be when they go grocery shopping. I, I always have a list. I always go to the section. I know the grocery store inside and out. I know where I'm going. I know what I need. And so I usually have my cold stuff separated from my uh, toiletries. And I have it all like in yeah. my compartments in my cart. So therefore, it's easy for me to bag and go through stuff and put it the way that I want to. Plus, I also worked at a grocery store for four years. So I feel like I've got at least a little bit of experience in how to bag and move things fairly quickly and do that not that it's like the world's toughest thing but it is something yeah, that i can shopping do. ocd uh well i i would say it's i'm not ocd and my whole world doesn't fall apart if i don't go to a certain section of the store but i certainly i am organized and prepared when it comes to Maybe. going grocery shopping uh there's plenty of times where i make impulse buys there's no doubt about it but what i'm saying is i'm usually going in there with a plan and i usually have an idea on how to execute it but what is happening is uh, there are people apparently that don't like when people go into the self-checkout thing with a bunch of items. Even though it's doesn't, it's not specifically indicated to be in express lane. People feel like it should be treated as such. I, I think that it's it's one of those things. It's not a spoken ter thing, but I, I, I that's why I assume like if I have less than ten items, I'll hit it all the time. Now but I, I will say it depends on where you go in that particular world as well. I can understand the argument and actually agree with you when it comes to like places that just have like you know like the automated uh, checkout stands, and then there's like you know maybe four square footage of space for you to put stuff there. I believe that's their way of saying, hey, don't bring your gigantic cart in here, bro. Right. But like if there's a place that has like one of those conveyor belts that you have, you can put a bunch of stuff on. I say go crazy, and that's where I'm talking about. Where, where's that? Oh, I see them at Walmart all the time, where they have the conveyor belts that you can put them on, and you can go through it. So Never that's seen it. that's where I that's where I, that's the lanes that I go in. Because yes, I believe the square, the ones that have the really tiny area for you to do all your stuff in, that absolutely those are express lanes. But uh, people actually, depending again on how they like to shop, it, it depends on whether or not they like the automated checkout lines or the checkers. But yes, checkers can certainly come in handy when you have a bunch of stuff. Just try to be you know, cognizant of people around you. Again, the biggest reason why I go to these is because there's no lines. And almost always when I'm done, there's nobody waiting behind me for you to get into the place that I was. So I know I could take my sweet ass. Yeah, nobody giving you the stink eye. Right, exactly. But if they were, I could understand. If I was packed and I did it and I was taking a whole bunch of time, that's fine. But I also feel like I kind of move kind of quickly. In fact, my one complaint with the self-checkout is I have been, like, I've had to wait for people to come over to unlock the system a couple times because I scan too quickly. Hey, giddy up. Right. And I'm like, hey, I'm man. I'm too good at this. I'm hearing the beep. Let's go. I'm not trying to take anything. The beep is there. I see it in my little uh, itemized receipt. I want to beat my personal best time. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, Big J has a nerd alert for you. Get ready. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. And we touched on this a little bit yesterday, but NFL Madden 23 will prominently feature the legendary Oakland Raiders coach and Hall of Famer John Madden. It will mark the first time Madden has appeared on the cover of the game since uh, Madden 2000 in 1999. EA Sports revealed the news in a tweet yesterday, adding that it will release a trailer with a full reveal of the game today. Uh, the three covers released yesterday each pay homage to a different era in Madden's career as coach, broadcaster, and video game icon. The new title will also pay tribute to the beloved coach within the game itself. It will feature two versions of Coach Madden, uh, landing opposing teams of all Madden athletes facing off in Oakland Coliseum. Well, uh, we'll also hear from Madden through a series of remastered audio clips that hail from his days as a broadcaster. So that's pretty cool, Nick. I like that too, yes. Uh, no official date on the release but the august is usually when that will happen and we'll yep. see 
later today as uh, I'm not sure what time those tra trailers going to get released but uh, I'm sure you won't have a hard time seeing it out there in the world. Instagram will start pushing Amber Alerts to users feeds to notify them about missing children in their area. The company says the feature will start rolling out uh, tomorrow and it will end uh, and it will be live in 25 countries over the next couple weeks. So even so Instagram users shouldn't expect to see them very often. The company notes that the alerts are meant to be rare and specific to the search area. Instagram will use factors like IP addresses and location data if enabled in order to de determine which accounts to push the notices to. When they do appear the uh, alerts will crop in the users feeds uh, not as an in-app notification. So unlike the mobile notifications that are often pushed via wireless carriers for Amber Alerts, Instagram's version will include a photo and a description of the missing child as well as other relevant details like where they were last seen. This will be a uh, there will also be a phone number to report sightings and other tips to law enforcement. So that's a pretty cool tool to have. I agree. I have zero problem with this whatsoever. It seems like for once they're using their powers for good instead of evil. Yes. Uh, and uh, E3, the big uh, video game conference being outright canceled this year. Not even a digital version of that. But a lot of the uh, companies are uh, selling forth and going ahead and doing something called not the E3 conference. <laughs> and they're doing their own live uh, kind of reveal and, uh, uh, I guess, press conferences, if you will. And this starts today. PlayStation State of Play will happen uh, just before most of the big not E3 presentations kick off. So it may not be the giant press conference players are expected, but Sony uh, says it will focus on third-party partner reveals alongside looks at games and development for the uh, PlayStation VR 2. It does not mention other first-party games, so we may not see you know god of war ragnarok or other high profile exclusives just yet but uh that'll be happening about four time or 4 p.m today mountain time if you want to check out some stuff from the playstation state of play that's pretty cool and then june 12th xbox and bethesda game showcase uh which uh will be held on june 12th at about 10 a.m uh, this event will feature games and announcements from Microsoft's first-party studios, including Bethesda's roster, as well as third-party game announcements. And it will likely run for about 90 minutes going off previous presentations. So uh, you can check that out, obviously, when that happens. And we'll talk a little bit about it as it gets closer. But those are some of the things that are happening that uh, would, would normally be with E3 being canceled. Hopefully, it'll come back one year. Why did they cancel it this year? It's a great question. I'm not really sure because most things are kind of uh, out yeah. there and, and happening. Maybe it's just because the planning process takes a while and you know at the time people weren't sure what was going to happen who knows i suppose but either way there's your nerd alert courtesy of radio's big j on the morning after with nick and big j i don't want to send anybody into a panic but people are finally returning to movie theaters for the first time in a long time with the success of doctor strange at the box office of the success of top gun at the box office but if you are headed back to the movie theater, there may be a staple there that may not be there as much as you want it to. Because according to the Wall Street Journal, Big J, there is a popcorn shortage. The hell you say? Farmers are getting paid more than ever in subsidies to keep growing corn for popcorn as other crops like soybeans have become more lucrative and also don't require the costly fertilizer needed for growing the type of corn used in popcorn. So there are a lot less farmers in the United States using it and growing it. Also, a problem with having enough truckers to move the popcorn, a supply chain issue that's been hitting many industries. And even a supply problem with the material that lines the bags that movie theater popcorn comes in. It's leading theaters to switch to plastic and metal containers, but that could be even more of a problem. And then there's the soda problem, too, as getting cups for sodas at movie theaters has been a real issue. So, your snacks may not be the same at the concession stand in movie theaters here for a little while. Just keep that in mind. Big J, you're a big believer in popcorn at a movie. Is there a backup snack if they were to say, I'm sorry, Big J, we're completely out of popcorn? No. Would you just go snackless? Yes. In protest? All right, that's fine. I'm just preparing you to maybe have to make that decision one day down the road. Not the happy day for you, and for that I apologize, but it is a we distinct riot. possibility. All right, or you can start growing corn in that backyard of yours. Maybe make some money. What do you think? No. All right, well, I tried. I tried to stop the first shortage, everybody. You heard it here first. <laughs> Game one of the NBA Finals underway tonight. Tip-off 7 o'clock. Celtics Warriors from San Francisco. We'll see who takes game one on the hard court. And then, how was... 
the match last night, Big J. I did not get a chance to watch. Oh, son of a gun! Here you told me that you probably would. What happened? Yeah, I didn't even uh, get. A ch we didn't even start to get a chance to watch TV till like eight o'clock. Jeez, you must have been busy. Yeah, huh? it was busy. Well, uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers beat Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen in the match. Rodgers nailed the putt on the final hole to give him and Brady a one-up win on the 12-hole exhibition from Vegas. The event raised money for the charitable organization Feeding America, and they had some fun and talked some trash and had some good times during the course of it. Don't know what the uh, ratings were or what the final numbers were, but I do know that it was an event that was watched by some people, and hopefully if you did watch it, you enjoyed it. Wolfgang Van Halen, Big J, I would say a friend of the show, agree or disagree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not happy. He took to Twitter to make sure everybody knows not to watch the Reels Channel autopsy episode featuring his father's death. They have the premiere of this particular episode that's set to start up on Sunday. Of course, his uh, father died on October 6th of last year at 65 years of age, courtesy of throat cancer. And Wolfgang has not had, he doesn't mince words, basically, when it comes to things that he's upset about. And he basically said, uh, bleep Reels channel, bleep everybody that works on the show, and bleep you if you watch it. It's bleeping disgusting trying to glamorize somebody's death from cancer. It's pathetic and it's heartless. Being the caretaker of his father's legacy is something that Wolfgang has taken extremely seriously, which he has said multiple times on this show not too long ago. He did tell us that uh, fans shouldn't bank on seeing any Eddie Van Halen tribute projects emerging from the archive that Eddie left behind because Wolf is now in charge of his late father's unreleased work that's housed at his studio. And he explained the process of getting everything kind of cataloged so that something proper can be done in his father's memory. That's not going to happen for a long time. Even without the intention of release, I want to, at the very least, archive it properly and, and digitize it so everything is safe for years to come because it's going to be an incredibly difficult process and, and a very long process to properly just get the material off of the old tapes that I want to do it. So he wants to do it right. It's going to be coming soon, but just know that uh, he doesn't want you to watch this documentary that's supposed to premiere this weekend because he feels like it's, it's a bad thing to glamorize, and he's probably right. There's no controversy surrounding his death. Do you know what I mean? This is just a pure straight-up tune in because somebody famous died and that's the kind of stuff that we are far too obsessed with but probably doesn't need to be on your tv you know yeah for sure and um yeah i, I just i that show creeps me out anyways the whole idea of it yeah i'm not even well what what do you what is it i mean they, they, they just they do celebrity deaths that's pretty much all they do right but autopsy and they call makes it autopsy a, and they talk to a, a medical examiner okay who allegedly looks over the case etc i mean i've never watched it because it creeps me out and i'm just like that from the very beginning all of it that's all glamorizing the whole celebrity thing and i'm like i don't need that in my life i enjoyed there was an hbo show called uh, autopsy that aired like for a while back in the 90s which was a medical examiner that talked about cases and how he used his knowledge to help them solve and piece together what had happened that is not the case with eddie van halen i guess is my point i'm not sure eddie van halen uh an autopsy was even performed because of you know his history and his diagnosis it was fairly well known what he was battling and how he was dealing and his health was failing but yes this is just glamorizing celebrity culture and no reason for anybody to watch it nor for it to be on your tv uh so if you want to follow wolfgang's advice that'd probably be just fine Let's play VX Double Dare on 100.3 VX Rocks. The time has come to play the X Rock Double Dare. The idea is we want to give somebody a attempt to win some cash, cold hard cash, as a matter of fact, up to $200. It all depends on their knowledge of a topic and questions around it. Our contestant this morning is Morgan. Hey, Morgan, good morning, man. How are you doing? Oh, so far so good. How are you? Not too bad ourselves. Thank you for asking, sir. We'd like you to walk away with some money because we haven't had a chance to give away any this week, so no pressure, but you're going to have to answer a couple of questions about this particular topic. Big J? Cult TV shows. All right, so it's TV shows that maybe weren't on all that long, maybe uh, didn't have a huge audience, but have a loyal one and are still kind of talked about at least a little bit to this day. Uh, so we're going to ask you three questions. You can stop any time. Uh, you have a chance to go double or nothing up to $200, but the keyword is double or nothing. If you get a question wrong, you walk away cashless. Okay, Morgan? Roger that. All right, let's go with the $50 question. Which actor had a breakout role in the cult series Freaks and Geeks? Was it Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, or Seth Rogen? 
Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Wrong. Jonah Hill. That's incorrect. I'm sorry, Morgan. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, thank you. What is the correct answer, Big J? Seth Rogen. Right. Yeah, I'll Seth tell Rogen. you, that's a tough one, even with the options, just because they're all kind of a part of the same group that came out together at the same time. Well, yeah, Jonah Hill came around a little bit later, but yeah, I mean, and Michael Sarah as well. But yes, uh, I can. they're all part of the Apatow universe, I suppose you could say. Um, but yeah, because Freaks and Geeks was Judd. But yeah, Seth Rogen got his start on that particular series. And so, uh, unfortunately, once again, Big J, we swing and miss. No, no Airwolf questions here. Uh, yeah, I would argue that that's not a cult TV series. Oh, I would argue that it is. As much as it is a popular one. Because, I mean, these in order for it to be cult, I think it has to air for not very many seasons or a ridiculous amount of seasons. One of the two. And uh, what? Airwolf had what? Three? Four? Four seasons. There you go. Four. Yeah, it had a pretty good run, man. Pretty good run. It was a popular show in the 80s. I mean, I know you like it. If you want to write Airwolf questions, man, I'm not stopping you. Well, look for that at Pop Culture Smackdown. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Wait a second. You act like this is a punishment for me. (laughs) Morning After with Nick and Big J. We have got ourselves some We're Going to Hell action. That's happening next on the x Rocks. We head to the skies for today's We're Going to Hell story. Get ready. And usually when we have stories like this, it revolves around somebody doing something pretty dumb on a plane. And we have that once again. But it usually, the people doing the dumb stuff are the passengers, Big J. Rarely, if ever, does it involve pilots. But here we are. As a couple of Italy Airways pilots reportedly fell asleep while flying from New York to Rome last month with 250 passengers on board. And they would have gotten away with it, too, if not for those medley kids in the air traffic controller tower in France. Damn, kids. Investigators basically said that, uh, believe it or not, the pilots do have on long flights, specifically international flights, something called sleep breaks, where they have the ability to actually crash out while they're on the job. Because, listen, being a pilot is a fairly demanding particular gig, you know, and the hours are not ideal, and sometimes they're working fairly long shifts, you understand? Yeah. And so there is such a thing as a sleep break. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, usually, and in pretty much every case, that is why there's something called the co-pilot. Big J, you're familiar with the term from the movie Airplane, right? Right. Somebody sitting next to the pilot that has the same controls and the ability to take over if something were to go wrong, and when the pilot goes on the sleep break, it is the co-pilot's job to then fly it. But, listen, there's a lot of technology advances in the world of commercial airline travel these days. The autopilot, which is very much different from the one that you see in the airplane, is set up and ready to go so that... Not inflatable? No, it's not inflatable. There's no manual inflatable uh, side of things that somebody can go to in case it doesn't inflate properly. It's very much a different kind of animal. It's all computer programmed. And so once the the course is set and they're in the air, there's not a lot for pilots or co-pilots to do, save something going wrong or they need to land or take off. You understand? And so what happened was while the pilot was on the sleep break, the co-pilot was doing his job for a little while. And then, boy, those eyelids got heavy. Next thing you know, he zonked out as well. So he fell asleep. The plane is 38,000 feet in the air over France. And so air traffic controllers wanted to tell them that there was going to be a change in pattern coming up for a particular airline that was going to pass them and didn't want to be alarmed. And they couldn't get in contact with anybody in the cockpit for 10 minutes because both pilots were asleep. You understand? And so because they lost contact with the cockpit for 10 minutes, they're like, oh, God, possible terror situation, right? So they follow protocols. Right. They scrambled fighter jets. All sorts of stuff happened to intervene because they couldn't get a hold of this cockpit. Oh, man, how embarrassing. Fortunately, then the co-pilot did wake up, eventually responded, admitted to what happened, and the jets were called off. But you can't have two pilots falling asleep at the same time. Uh, That is why there are two there. So... Not the pilot that was supposed to be on a sleep break, but the pilot that fell asleep that wasn't supposed to be asleep. He got fired and lost his job. So, man, let's commend the pilot for the co-pilot for being honest. Yeah, but you he can't award somebody up, for not doing their job. Right, but you know he could also have made up a bunch of BS about the radios or you know anything. Sure, but you know uh, I fell asleep. I I mean I don't know. 
if we should. I don't know if he deserves a crap ton of credit for screwing up for the John the job and then owning up for it. But, I mean, yes, I suppose that he could have gone an alternate route that would have complicated the situation. Again, there was somebody else sitting in the cockpit next to him that could have said, uh, Dude, our radios are working fine. So you'd have to, you know, then involve somebody else in your lie, and that makes it a lot darker and worse than, yeah. you know, just really, you know, manning up and going, I biffed and screwed up. Now, so, again, these shifts are long, man, so maybe I can't blame him. And it probably gets boring once you get autopilot, right? Yeah, I'll tell you what, here in about three weeks, listen the morning after, and you'll hear us on autopilot. That's right. Both of us sleeping through the show. <laughs> what else is new, some people might say, but you go to hell. Not this week, pal. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, do you leave it, believe in uh, love at first sight? Uh, no. So it took you a while to fall in love with your now wife? Yeah, yeah, a little convincing. Do you feel, <laughs> do you feel like uh, she was in love with you upon first sight, or it took a little while for her to fall in love as well? Uh, I, 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 I think uh, a little while. You had to put on yeah. the uh, the full core press. Yeah, for a falling bit. in love is a serious business. It's hard on the knees, according to Aerosmith. <laughs> and there's a new study from Israel that actually says, however, if you do believe in love at first sight, you're not that far off. There actually is some sort of scientific evidence that proves that, sure enough, people can fall in love pretty much the first time they see each other. Uh, skin sweat's a good way to tell if you're in love. Mm. You still sweat when you're around the missus? Yeah. Is that because she has right. the house set too high, though? No. Okay. Uh, but they all, they noticed they picked this up during speed dating with interesting results. The University of Jerusalem found that couples who were interested in one another romantically appeared to be, quote, biologically in sync within two minutes and one way that you can tell if you're really into somebody is if you start mirroring their movements i don't know what that means like if they start like you know like messing with their hair you start messing with your hair or pretend we're in a mirror looking at each other (laughs) turns into some weird mime skit i don't know but apparently science can back up that love at first sight is a real thing and scientifically proven so if you feel like you fell in love with first sight you're probably not wrong and if you feel like it took you a little while to fall in love, you're probably right as well. Once again, individual results might vary, man. I like it. Love is love, though, as long as you're in it. Congratulations to you. Rangers ended up beating the two-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals last night in New York. 6-2 to two, the final score. Game 2 Friday night, also in New York. NBA Finals tip-off tonight between the Celtics and the Warriors, 7 o'clock on ABC ESPN. It's coming to you live from San Francisco. Enjoy that. And we had the match last night where Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers ended up beating Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen in the final hole of the 12-hole exhibition at the win in Las Vegas. The event was a charitable event to raise money for Feeding America, and they did raise a bunch of that. So good job, everybody involved. I don't think this is a spoiler. I mean, listen, I I guess you could say technically, but if you didn't know going into the Obi-Wan series that at some point Darth Vader was going to pop up, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, it has been confirmed that as Darth Vader has made his official appearance in Episode 3 of Obi-Wan, which is out now. the whole thing, Nick! That James Earl Jones is, in fact, back as the voice. There were some some doubts whether or not he was going to come back or if they were going to do something, but it is, in fact, the voice of the original voice of Darth Vader, James Earl Jones, reprising his role as well as the Sith Lord in the actual series. So I say, good news. Listen, at this point, right, with technology and everything, they need to... Uh, AI recreate James Earl Jones' voice so that they can have Darth Vader for the rest of eternity. Well, I'm sure they are already. I mean, it is Luke. If they can Here, do it for Val Kilmer, they can do it for James Earl Jones for sure. Well, Val Kilmer didn't really talk. Uh, so well, they said that they recreated his voice using AI. Yeah, I don't know why they 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 did that part. I mean, he whispered something. Could you hear what he said? Yeah, but it was okay. Well, that's what they did. I, I mean, I, I don't. I, you could have had any voice actor do that, and you would not know the difference. I see. Well, apparently they didn't. <clears throat> they chose the AI route. Uh, but I'm guessing you're right. Every word that James Earl Jones records into a microphone is probably being saved and processed for future use. Because yeah, they're not letting go of Darth Vader anytime soon, and so I'm sure they're planning. Yeah, for I mean, pff, we could have all kinds of misadventures with Mr. Vader. Believe me, we will. Uh, they're gonna ride this horse till it bucks him. 
Morning well, it's after. Frightening. It's with, frightening. What is? Darth Vader in this current form is frightening. Well, yeah, he's like, in prime Vader form, evil Vader. Listen, that scene at the end of Rogue One was terrifying. Yeah, get ready to live, man. We'll see I how it all wait. comes together. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And this is the big one, man. We have Slipknot coming to town June 11th, a Saturday night out at the Ford Idaho Center. And we are going to get you set up with tickets to that. But that's not it, man. It's rare that we have a situation where we give away something that uh, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could win that. Because everybody who wins tickets for uh, the Fest here gets qualified for an upgrade to the Chapeltown Rag VIP package which is loaded with stuff, including uh, a collectible Slipknot 2022 tour poster, a limited edition Slipknot branded face mask, venue approved Slipknot branded clear tote bag, all kinds of goodies. It is going to be bananas forever, whoever wins this. So uh, that's what we got going on here. You need to beat Nick and Pop Culture Smackdown to win. All right, 208-287-1003. If you want these tickets and the first to qualify for this VIP package, I wish you the best of luck. Big J, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Hello. What's up? What's your name? Will. All right, Will, you're up first, man. Good luck. In Bewitched, what part of the body does Samantha twitch to practice magic? Her nose. Right. There you go, right on the spot. Uh, Nick. Yeah. In... uh, MacGyver. Hello? Yes. What foundation did the title character work for? So who did MacGyver work for? Was it, I've got choices for you, the Orion Foundation, the Phoenix Foundation, or the Griffin Foundation? I've never watched an episode of MacGyver, whoa, neither whoa. old you, or the you new never episode. never watched an episode of MacGyver? Familiar with the premise, understand what he has to go through and how he used common everyday projects to get himself out of Wait, situations. My, my mind is blown right now. But it's crazy. No, no. Wow. I, I, it just was in that wheelhouse of like it was on when like I was in college and like it wasn't one of those things that I would sit down and watch. Uh Give me the choices again, Phoenix. Well, this is going to be tough then. I thought yeah. oh, Ryan Foundation. Phoenix Foundation, the Griffin Foundation. It's going to be a complete shot in the dark. I'll say the uh, O'Brien Foundation. Oh, man, no. no. Wrong. It's the Phoenix Foundation. Phoenix Foundation? Right. Uh, congratulations, man. You but got you yourself. love MacGruber. Uh, MacGruber is fantastic. I understand the parody of it, but it's fun for different reasons than it just being a straight-up uh, MacGyver ripoff. But... I, I do understand the premise of it, but not not any details of it. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to, Richard Dean, Dean Anderson? Yes. Okay. Yes. Congratulations, Will. You got yourself tickets to Slipknot yeah. and Cypress Hill. I, I got to make these easier You're for you. You're qualified. Right. Yeah. Uh, think of me as like a dub, uh, double dare player. We got ourselves all ready to go for the VIP package as well that you're qualified for. Please hold on, and we'll get some information from you. Make sure you're good to go. In the meantime, we'll do some headlines. Those are happening next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Here's the facts. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, I relay the following headlines to you. Rudderless, appointment shopping, or sonic nightmares? Sonic nightmares. Snakes always look for a warm place to hide out. I think you know that, Big J. Yeah. And for one slithering serpent in Georgia, that place just happened to be right behind the deep fryer at a sonic restaurant, Big J. Look out. Ugh. Sonic employees were cooking up some burgers and chili cheese tots, and all of a sudden, they noticed a snake rear its ugly head out from behind the deep fryer. Workers, of course, understandably completely freaked out and sprinted out of the kitchen. They called police officers. That would suck. Who arrived, gathered together in the parking lot. They described the snake as brown with diamonds on its back, but when an officer checked it out, he knew right away it was a ball python, non-venomous. That's the good news. Not a rattlesnake. Uh, but he uh, was able to carefully remove it and give it to a friend who has pet snakes. Uh, they think it op- crawled through like an open door through the back looking for a warm place, and it found one behind the deep fryer. But Where uh, is this? Georgia. In Georgia. Not a good place to be. Are ball pythons, like, native? I don't it know. It sounds like somebody brought their pet to work and couldn't find it. Could That could very well be. Again, it wasn't venomous, but I, I don't know where those uh, snakes tend to go. But I do know it's usually not inside a fast food restaurant, so it probably would be a sucky workday for show, for sure. And then, you know, that's something that you can never get out of your head. Do you know what I mean? Once you see that, you're always looking in that spot for a snake. Uh, everything is a snake on the floor at that point. I mean, it's just 
it changes your life, I feel like, and not in a good way. So best of luck to those workers over there at Sonic in Georgia. Rudderless or appointment shopping, Big J? Appointment shopping. Uh, you know, one of the things that popped up during COVID that became very popular was high-end shopping centers scheduling appointments for people to come in and shop. Uh, like if you wanted a Louis Vuitton bag or a Chanel suit or uh, Gucci loafers and you had to go to the official store, basically what you've had to do since the pandemic began was set an appointment for somebody to basically shop with you around the store to buy whatever ridiculously expensive luxury item that you wanted to do. And even though things have started to go back to normal, these high-end luxury places are totally keeping this policy in place because elite labels have found out that appointment shopping almost always and most certainly guarantees a buy. Whereas if you just have your door open and the public comes in and looks around, a lot of times they leave without purchasing anything. But not with appointment shopping. That means that somebody has to go out of their way to be at a specific place at a certain time and they feel almost obligated that they have to buy something. So it's going to be one of those deals that if you want like a very exclusive or luxury kind of items, don't be surprised if you're going to have to set an appointment because stores are seeing very high success rates with sales when something like that happens. You ever done any appointment shopping? in your life? No. I have, believe it or not. What? For uh, what? There there was a place here, I don't know if it's around anymore, but it was a place that sold bedroom furniture that was by appointment only. And, uh, and it was a really cool and very interesting shopping experience, I will say that. But I will also say that I 100% felt like I, I needed to... Now, I went in with a plan anyway. I was going to buy something. I was looking for something to have what I wanted. But I definitely felt obligated. Like, what a waste of time this would be for me to come in, uh, make this guy open up the store, and then leave and not do anything about it. Uh, so I ended up buying a bunch of stuff, all of it, stuff that I needed and stuff that I wanted. But it, what there certainly did feel like there was an obligation there. So it's an interesting shopping experience, but one that I enjoyed because, again, it did feel like, you know, you had somebody's undivided attention. It wasn't a high-pressure situation, I don't think. It was just at the end of it, I was like, man, this whole experience was kind of cool and different, and I liked it, and they had stuff that I liked. I might as well get it done today and not draw it out where sometimes I would be if I walked off the street. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I, I lied. I, I have done appointment shopping for a car. What are you lying to me for? Sorry, I didn't really consider that, but, I mean, technically. Oh, what do you mean? You had an appointment for, like, a car dealership yeah. kind of thing? Well, but, well, I think that's different than somebody knows that you're coming. That's, right? Like, I mean... That you knew the person you were meeting, didn't yes. you? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I wouldn't call that. I think you're right. I wouldn't call that appointment okay. shopping. I feel like you were meeting a buddy that knew that you were coming. This is a specific business that opened only when you had an appointment to open the store. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a little bit different. It's kind of like that. But I understand where you're coming from. We'll wrap it up with rudderless. A third of Americans have absolutely no idea what they want to do after they finish school, whether that's high school or college, Big J. 34% of Americans who have graduated one of those two schools say, I don't know what I wanted to. Uh, they looked into people's sentiments surrounding just entering adulthood and found that similar, uh, kind of along the same lines, 41% didn't have any kind of job lined up after finishing school. Ne nearly a fifth of respondents who attended college admitted they didn't have a plan after their senior year of college. And the same percentage after completing their last degree felt that way. Did you feel like you had a plan when you completed high school? Or I know you didn't complete yeah. college. What was that plan? Yeah, I, I did have a plan. A life plan. And then it went to, to hell in a handbasket. Oh, no. What happened? No, I wanted to go into politics. And I was working in the field. And then I was going to go to college. Uh, I was going to study um, in uh, political science. Mm -hmm. And then I spent uh, that year working in the industry. And I'm like, no way. I don't want to do this. And then that's when I became rudderless. Sure. And then I ruddered right into radio. <laughs> I believe spun into it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you. but in the meantime, so did you do the like the kind of odd jobs and weird stuff after the political stuff? Is that where you ended up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was one of those deals where you felt like you had a plan. You uh, smelt and dealt with the awfulness that was that plan that you thought you had and then decided to do something else. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think you had a plan at their high school. You're all right. Now that plan did work out, but I believe that was a conscious choice and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Exactly. And look at you now. Yeah, look at me. A big success, right? Yeah. yeah. A big, at least it's not a big disgrace. That's right. Take that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. 
That's the latest from Papa Roach. It is called No Apologies. Tickets are on sale now for X-Fest 22. It is happening Sunday, the 21st of August at the Fort Idaho Center Amphitheater. You can grab your tickets at xrock.com or cttouringid.com. That is where you can go for them to see Papa Roach and Falling in Reverse and Hollywood and Dead and Bad Wolves and a whole bunch more that we'll be announcing. So be ready to have some fun and grab those tickets while you can. Big J, what's going on, my friend? Uh, are you familiar with jetpacks, Nick? I am have familiar you- with the concept. Have you seen any video of jetpack action here lately? Only like the uh, uh, the water-based jetpack stuff I've watched, but not the actual like real honest-to-goodness jetpack in motion uh, and in movement up until this particular point. Yes. Yeah, well, it's not that different, and uh, the, the technology is really coming along uh, quickly, and uh, in, in fact, it's being used in, in several different applications, and one of this particularly uh, company called Gravity Industries is working with a metal company called Great North Air Ambulance Service there in England and they wanted to do a test here to uh, try to see if they could get uh, a paramedic who is a trained paramedic and also has learned how to fly this jetpack to the top of a mountain to in order to you know help somebody who is injured right yeah so uh, the trip to the mountain usually would take emergency personnel about an hour and 20 minutes on foot but using the jetpack, this paramedic was able to get up there in only three minutes and 30 seconds. Which is incredible because it's a big, gigantic mountain. It's not like a little teeny tiny hill. Yeah, no. Uh, and, uh, you know, the video of uh, this guy is, you know, he's moving up the mountain and falling terrain. And you're moving pretty fast. And apparently, according to the owner of Gravity Industries, uh, they uh, the jetpacks have come so far that it used to be you, has, you used to have to have tremendous upper body strength to work them. And he goes, no. Now anybody pretty much uh, can learn to uh, to fly these, in some cases, just a day. And one of the things that, that I was amazed by by looking at the video was how smooth it all is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he just breezes right up that kind of uh, mountain. And, and, you know, you know, there's a lot of air pressure clearly keeping him uh, afloat off of the ground. And he's able to get there at pretty high speeds. And the landing is fairly smooth. I mean, he's this guy knows what he's doing, I guess, is my point. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's not that far from Iron Man, an Iron Man suit. No, it does I mean, look really. very superhero-y for him to be able to climb up this mountain at that particular pace and do so so smoothly. And, you know, the, the idea of it being used in medical situations is not even something that I had thought about, but is a brilliant idea when people are in hard-to-reach places or, you know, places you can't set down a helicopter safely or whatever to airlift somebody out or get them the at least the attention that they need to help them immediately. And if you can get there in you know save an hour off of somebody's pain or suffering or whatever it's a fantastic tool that should be used a little bit more i think yeah but also i think uh, you could also envision a legion of hawkman hawkman yeah remember the hawkman from from flash gordon uh, okay I, well i needed the reference point but now i know what you're talking about where they're using these for evil is that what you're saying well, not evil necessarily but definitely you go you know flying around the the area making sure the peace in the land that sort of thing you're like like our aerial guardians yes kind of thing okay uh yeah we might be a little bit further away from that than you think but uh yeah you may have to sooner rather than later obey the people with the jetpacks otherwise who knows what will happen because they'll have all the power and they'll be able to lift you to other parts of places. Oh, hail jetpack guy. That's right. The Rocketeer. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions. They're next on the x Rock. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. And we have tickets. The Not Fest Roadshow is happening next Saturday, June 11th out at the Ford Idaho Center Arena. We've got your tickets and we'll get you qualified for the Chapel Town VIP upgrade. It's pretty badass. Chapel Town Reg VIP upgrade. So if you want to go to the show definitely and get qualified for that VIP package, now would be the time to get on the phone, 208-287-1003. The Immortal Slipknot's going to be awesome. We'd like you to be a part of it. All you have to do is figure out what celebrity Big J is trying to be. you got three clues to try and decipher. If you can knock it all out in that period of time, then boom, you are going to Slipknot next weekend. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Javier. All right, Javier. Good luck to you. Here we go. I grew up for a bit in Jerome Twin Falls area before rock stardom hit. Next one, please. I wrote a book called The Heroin Diaries detailing how I survived heroin addiction. 
Nikki Six. There you yeah, go. Yeah, dude. Way to go, Javier. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those slipknot passes for sure. Uh, what was Clue 3, just for fun? I'm the bass player from Molly Crew, and I have a national radio show called Six Cents. Uh, congratulations to Nikki Six for being today's Bad Impressions. Why is he in the news? Well, uh, Motley Crue getting set to head out on the road uh, with Def Leppard and Poison and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Uh, they kicked that off here at the in June, and uh, he just wants to let everybody know, hey, no fans backstage, you dirty, gross peasants. Because uh, they don't uh, want to mess up things up here, and they don't want anybody to catch something and have to cancel one of their dates. That's a common theme, man. I mean, we want these shows to happen. We want them to go on. They rely on not missing dates. They don't want to miss dates because they get something, or they're forced to shut things down. And so that means limiting access with uh, with fans. Here's unfortunately, what he says though, we're not ta- we're not here to take effing selfies. This is for the fans. <laughs> okay, settle down, Nikki. It's for your pocketbook. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, what that and then I saw that they're also maybe heading over to Europe with Def Leppard too so Molly Crew ain't done by a long shot which was I believe their final tour and their final show was like their third final tour yeah, as well. yeah. yeah listen there's no such thing as final tours anymore uh, it's just the way that it goes and it's just a marketing ploy and that's okay bands can cash in anytime they want to cash in I suppose they've, they've earned that right right hey people buy the tickets and show up they want to see him they want to see him it's the way it works Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Five-figure death punch here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. That wraps up the big show. Boy, we are having some issues giving away money with the X-Rock Double Dare during the old Morning After. You idiots. Uh, We are going to have to try again tomorrow. We can't go a full week albeit a short one without giving away money. We'll have to do that tomorrow come hell or high water. So uh, we'll make that happen to wrap up the week for sure. Uh, Got a nice nerd alert courtesy of Big J. We had a chance to talk about pilots falling asleep at their job. We also gave away some Slipknot tickets. That pattern will continue tomorrow on the show. You might want to tune in for that. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Taco Bell uh, having to apologize for uh, not anticipating the demand for the Mexican pizza, Nick. Seven times higher than the item was uh, last appeared on menu item on menus two years ago. Oh, this is just a two-year thing. Yeah, I thought it'd been, been much, much longer no, than that. It's only been a couple years. Boy, we we are uh, we we may be overdosing on nostalgia, you guys. I think that I, may be no. The case. I just think the, the, the lesson here is that take an item that people like away, make it limited edition when it always comes back. It's a huge successful, makes them all kinds of money. Yeah, soon the Whopper will disappear from Burger King menus just so you idiots will go back and buy it. Uh, do you like the uh, the Mexican pizza? Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, have you had one since its return? No. Okay. Uh, what am I? What is the the allure of it? Because I've had it too, and there was nothing like out of the ordinary about it that made no, me I go, felt "Holy it's cow!" It's got some ingredients in it that isn't an every or isn't an every order of. That's part of the problem, because it's got like enchilada sauce on it. Mm-hmm. It's not something that they put on everything at Taco Bell, um, as well as the the tostada kind of. Uh, crunchy, you know, top and bottom that they have of it. So it's different. It's a different item, which is why it's probably so popular. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I just, I, I guess, having had a couple, I haven't been like, wow, this Plus is Plus the amazing. delicious tomatoes on it. I know. Oh, well, man. I get mine without tomatoes. That's, that, you know, that for a fact. But I suppose, you know, I, I called it goofy, but uh, I do the exact same thing when the McRib comes back, and some people don't get that either, right? Yeah. So, uh, to what each the their own. Whatever you enjoy. I hope it's worth the wait, and I'm sorry that they're running out of them for sure. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets, and won't flush. Stop freaking call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing Heating Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source, online at beaconplumbing.com. Jason Drew swinging in here next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's the X-Rock. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.